Insurance with the experts at Golden West Insurance Services, conveniently located at Golden West Credit Union. We'll take care of you. Three, two, one. The Utah Jazz have one more at home before heading east for their last major road trip. Minnesota turns it over. Neto squirting out of traffic, finds Ingles ahead, and he dunks. Joe Ingles with the left hand boom. Donovan Mitchell goes up against the high-scoring guard and D'Angelo Russell. Here comes Russell across midcourt. Russell fades back for a three, and it's good. D'Angelo Russell has four. D'Angelo Russell has just matched his career high and has given the Nets the lead with 27 seconds to go. 108-105, 50 seconds to play. Connaughton trying to guard him. Pick and roll with favors. Giannis switches. Donovan rises, fires. Oh, Donovan! Oh, Donovan! The Nets are starting a West Coast road trip, looking to survive and hold their positioning in the Eastern Conference playoff run. From downtown Salt Lake City, it's the Jazz and the Nets. Tip-off is now. David, what I'm looking for here tonight and the shoot-around report is this. The Jazz want to keep everything out of the middle of the floor. When they run the pick and roll, obviously they want to ride the player out but if he flips and goes back the other way, they're gonna, it's going to be a block to the point where they want to keep everything out of the middle. So that means keeping Russell, D'Angelo Russell, going to his right as much as possible. Do you remember the first play? Yes, I do. All right. First play is for Rudy. If it, that Second option, Donovan Mitchell or a three. And then the other word, last is going to be for Joe because Joe will get a back screen from Rudy Gobert and there will be a skip pass. For Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles to Rudy Gobert for a dunk to start on the first play. Let's see if it happens. We won't find out until after the Nets have their opening possession. They're in their white uniforms tonight. D'Angelo Russell having an all-star year. Guarded by Ricky Rubio to start. They want to keep him to his right hand, and they want to keep Dinwiddie to his left. Joe Harris, the best three-point shooter in the NBA. Catch and shoot three. Fires. It's an air ball. All right, here comes the first play. You want to take the call on it? Yeah. All right, go for I'll it. take the call. Joe Ingles is going to bring the ball to the left side of the floor. He's, he's going to get it back. Rudy's wide open. And fouled. Yeah. Wow, there it is. First play of the game works. Ron Boone's play-by-play announcement. It didn't. It got a little messed up because they weren't guarding Rudy. This, this, is, this is the problem with the first play. They walk through it in, in practice. Yep. So the timing a lot of time is not as good as it is as it normally is with most of the plays that they run. You mean when you have the energy and enthusiasm of the of the start of the game? Uh, exactly. So Brooklyn, I think over the years you've probably learned this. Um, Brooklyn has the ability to or plays defensively with the big drop. When, you, when you're playing pick and roll, you can either play at fall level, you can trap, or you can drop the big all the way to the rim. Brooklyn will drop the big all the way to the rim, which makes him a bit unique. Here's Russell getting to the middle. Mitchell knocks it away, picked up by Rubio. Across court to Ingles. Ru- Rudy Gobert made both free throws, and the Jazz lead 2-0. Here comes Rubio driving the lane, attacking, kicking the corner. Favors is unguarded to the point where he'll drive to the basket, go to dunk, and he's blocked by Jared Allen. 
Allen is probably a player you're not familiar with as an Eastern Conference player, but he's a young Rudy Gobert. And he rolls to the window here, blocked by Gobert, fouled by Gobert. Boy, if Rudy jumps up and down the way he just jumped. Wow. Leads you to believe it was not a good call? Not a, it was a terrible call. It was a terrible call. By a very veteran official there as well. Free throw good by Allen. Allen, is that an afro, Ron? That is an afro, David. That looks like the afros back when Julius Irving and Artis Gilmore, Darnell Hillman, guys but sported the afro back then. He's got a little white headband underneath the afro. He makes both free throws. Jazz will try to run stuff from the sides of the floor to deal with the dropping big. Brooklyn also will play a lot of zone tonight. Ingles on a tight curl, and they call a foul. If that's on Gobert, that's his second. No, it's on Ingles for hooking. Joe continuing his consecutive game streak tonight. Yada, 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 yada. Yeah, just because you played 1,000... 41 straight, and he's played like 290-something. Doesn't mean you should just dismiss it. Just as important, David. D'Angelo Russell working the top. Jazz feeling can get into him a little bit. Karis LeVert, the Michigan product, left side to Russell. They want to bring him to the big. He does that, and a reach-in foul. The Jazz fouling a lot early here. Tied at two. Brooklyn's coming off a loss to Oklahoma City, but a great win a few nights before against Detroit. Jazz are coming off a nice win against Phoenix and Minnesota in their last two. Both teams sitting seventh in their conference. Here's Russell to his right hand. He'd prefer left. He shoves off on Rubio, then floats up a floater in the lane. No good. Rebound comes out to the Jazz. Boy, the lead's got to do something about that. Ingles high pick and roll against Gobert. Gives to Rubio. I think they're in a zone, so Rubio stops at the free throw line. Misses. Ricky has now missed 16 straight non-restricted area twos. That one was not good. Garuch gives it off to Harris, who drives. He'll either be at the rim or shooting a three. He tries to go to the rim on favors and is swatted. Rubio picks it up on the far side. To the front court, guarded by Russell. Former Laker, he beats him on a crossover dribble, drives into Karuch and a foul on Karuch, and the Jazz have free throws coming. So, Ron, we talk about analytics. When you look at these two teams, that's... Pretty much what you get here is two of the higher level analytics teams in the league. So teams that take the most amount of smart shots in a game, smart shots being either restricted area or threes, the Jazz take 76% of their shots. They're the fourth most in the NBA. And the Brooklyn Nets take 74%. They're the fifth most. Okay, so, so that's what they do on offense. Well, what about defense? Same story. Both these teams believe in the philosophy both offensively and defensively. Brooklyn only allows opponents to shoot 64% of their shots as smart shots. Second best in the league. Well, guess who's the best? The Utah Jazz. They only allow opponents to shoot 63% of their shots as Karis LeVert takes a non-restricted area two, a little floater zone, misses, and the Jazz then push it ahead and turn it over themselves. So we have what will be interesting is we have offenses that are built around analytics and we have defenses that are built. So what happens when two forces run into each other they explode but okay so i have a question here after this harris on a tight curl gets to the elbow for another mid-range jumper and hits so 
Brooklyn's coming out and making some mid-range shots here early. And my question is this, David, is a smart shot, is that the same as a high percentage shot? Um, a smart shot is restricted area or a three. Is a corner three from Joe Ingles is good. Excuse me, is no good. And the Jazz are 0 for 3. The Nets are 1 for 5. That's the first field goal moment ago by Harris. D'Angelo Russell drives to the window, shoots, and scores. 6-4 Brooklyn. Well, you see what they've done with him. He's playing the left side of the floor. So if you're keeping him out of the middle, you're forcing you to his strong hand. Hard question, right? Down low, favors. Grabs it. Two defenders there. Powers through them and scores. Derek Favors is just a beast down low these days. Since February 1st, Favors is now 75 of his last 94 at the rim. That's since February 1st. That's 80%. Since All-Star break, he's 56 of 69 at the rim, Ron. 56 of 69. Well, and he's had great success against the Nets. Almost 20 points a ball game and 53% from the team, from the field. Remember, the last time we played the Nets was the day that Alec Burks was traded. We had a slow first half and then put it together in the second half. Right side three for D'Angelo Russell on a catch and shoot is up and in. And so Brooklyn gets an early shot there. It's 9-7 Brooklyn. Brooklyn's three of seven. Jazz are one of four, but they have five free throws. Comeback Le- player of the year. Karis LeVert, who's a pretty darn good player, is Defending Donovan. Kick out to Rubio. He's been good on the corner threes recently, but he misses this one. Great rebound by Gobert. Outstretched over Harris. Back to Rubio for another three, and he's off on that, and Ricky's struggles continue. Ricky is now eight of his last 45 from the field. Karuch drives. There's a pass up top, deflected by Donovan, but to Russell. Russell works the right-hand dribble, gets to the elbow, fades back, misses. A heavy mid-range shooter. Doesn't go to the rim a lot. This can be very inefficient. This year he's been better. Ingles pick and roll with Favors. Finds Rubio on a curl. Allen cuts him off. Tries to loop a pass inside and turns it over. Rubio knocks it away but can't. Tough start for Ricky Rubio. He's 0 for 3 with a turnover. 9-7 Brooklyn. Russell driving. Ball fakes. Gives it out to Levert. Karras had a very scary injury earlier this year. Back on the floor. They leave Russell open for a 3. Misses it. Rebound comes right down to Allen. But Favors and Rubio knock it away. Here's Rubio right side. Crossing over, driving. Allen just staying in the paint. Rubio with a tough pass to Ingles. Ingles able to recover on the far side. Ingles comes off the pick and roll on the side. Gives to Favors, attacking the 10. Allen blocked it again. One of the great rim protectors of the Eastern Conference, Jared Allen with back-to-back big blocks tonight. Harris, right side three, no good. Well, the Jazz are getting to the rim right now. See if they continue to go there. And Quinn wants a timeout. But before the game, we asked Kenny Atkinson if he sees Jared Allen as a Rudy Gobert type and the pretty undeniable what you're seeing. Brooklyn allows the fifth fewest amount of shots at the rim, and they defend them with that guy right there, Jared Allen. He's had a block of Gobert and a block of favors here early on the Jazz Radio Network. Utah Jazz Sound Flash. Quinn Snyder. They're a really good team, and they know who they are. They really play to each other's strengths is the best way I can put it. And, you know, getting guys to accept sometimes what are perceived as roles, but, 
you know, those roles are what make your team work. Kenny Atkinson. Playing here is, is, is so tough. It's, it seems like through the history of the NBA, you know, you come into Utah, you know, you got a tussle on your hands, and they're obviously an excellent team and, and a playoff team. So, But listen, you know, we're, we're in an interesting position. Like, it's, it's exciting. We're playing for something this late in the season. You know, our first time in, in three years. So, you know, great opportunity for us. Out of the timeout, the Utah Jazz run a beautiful play for Donovan Mitchell. Left side three is good. Here are the Nets, well stated by Quinn Snyder. Each of them know their role and execute it very well. Russell driving the lane, loses the ball out of bounds. Officials aren't sure. They give it back to the Nets. But that was the message from Vince Lagarza, Jazz assistant to the players. Is, hey, each of these guys does what they do great. And so you better be on top of your game against them. Allen, a great rim protector, hands it off to Russell, their primary scorer, right side to their shooting four. Kuruch is up and in, and he's an unsuspecting star for them. A second-round pick this year who's turned out to have a fabulous game, fabulous season. The 40th pick in a draft. Rubio drive, leaves a beautiful pass behind him. Gobert ball fakes Allen into the air, draws the foul, misses the shot. And the rebound, and excuse me, and the foul called on Allen. Second on Allen. And so that's averaging just under two block shots a game, and he has those already. That changes who the Nets are a little bit. Yeah. Ed Davis is their backup center. What a rebound. He is the, one of the great offensive rebounders the game's seen. Kyle Korver checks in. Ed Davis is actually the best plus-minus player on the Nets. And their defense, interestingly enough, as good a shot blocker and defender as Allen is, is much better when he's off the floor. Still a little young, still makes mistakes. Russell, working the right side of the floor, has to switch right to left for a floater, miss it. Gets his own rebound. Pasco's knocked out of bounds by Royce O'Neal. So Allen's, or Russell starts the night two of six. It's an interesting thing. As great a rim defender as Jared Allen is, and he's really good. We've seen it tonight. He still overcommits, makes mistakes, doesn't rebound great. And the Nets are a much better defensive team when he's off the floor. And that's something that the Jazz were very much concerned with with their team. Did not want them to overextend their defense to where they're giving up threes. Russell, backdoor cut. Harris at the rim, fouled by Corver. Right down the middle of the lane, back cut. Now that means you're, you're, you were not man you ball to the point where you get a player that goes back door and you have to race to catch up. So Harris will go to the line for two. Harris and Virginia product won the three-point shooting contest this year. Well, I didn't want to do this tonight, but I'm obligated to because it's sponsored. Here we go. Tonight's injury report brought to you by University of Utah Health, taking care of Utah like Utah takes care of each other. Visit uofuhealth.org slash jazz. Dante Exum out with a partial tear of the patella tendon. That is not an insignificant injury, my friends. And poor Dante, just stunning. Corver on a curl. Catch and shoot straight away. Too hard off the handle. Kyle not shooting it great as of late. The rebound comes down to the Nets. Here's D'Angelo. Deloading, gets to the right elbow. Fades back and hits. He's three of seven now. I'll tell you, that transition offense with him is dangerous because he's not going to challenge Rudy at the rim. No, he doesn't go to the rim. He takes very few rim shots and very few free throws. 
Donovan misses his second shot of the night on a 15-footer. Both teams taking a lot of mid-rangers right now. Here's Russell off the bounce three, no good. He's really fired. He's taken eight shots in seven minutes. It's 16-11. Need to find out where the pick-up point for this team is supposed to be because picking up Russell pretty high. Well, I can ask at halftime. Corver on a curl gets it knocked away as Russell plays some bad defense. Gives it to Gobert. Gobert decides not to shoot because of Allen. Tries to scoop it back to Corver and turns it over. Fast break the other way. And the three is up and in unless they're going to call it a two. Karuch, I think they'll review it. I think his right foot slid forward onto the line and it should be a two. They've called it a three for now. 19-11 Brooklyn. You think Rudy got a little shell shot on that play? He sure did. Here's Rudy going again. This time he'll dunk. As he got it from Donovan and dunks on Allen. I mean, Allen has two fouls. I mean, you get your shot blocked, so what? You keep challenging him. But we know? saw Rudy truly did what everyone does to Rudy. Yeah, exactly. 18-13, five-point lead. Spencer Dinwiddie in for the first time. Remember, he lit the Jazz up for part of that game. Driving to the basket and a foul on Donovan. Dinwiddie will be a tough matchup for Donovan tonight. Keep him out of the middle, and that's where they're attacking right now. That they... They're doing a pretty good job of getting down the middle. 30-point bell here early in the night. As Dinwiddie's first free throw is up and in. Brooklyn now leads it 19-13, though we have a play under review. Let's find out who rang the Lexus 30-point bell brought to you by Larry H. Miller, Lexus of Murray, and Lexus and Linden inviting you to test drive a luxurious Lexus automobile today. Backdoor to Beal. Lefty layup. Gets it to go before the shot clock buzzer. Second straight 40-point game for Bradley Beal, and it's a five-point lead with 19 seconds. Doesn't sound like Dave Johnson on the call. Wonder who that was. But Bradley Beal has 40. Washington beats Memphis 135-128. Washington trying to make a late playoff push. We'll see them on our upcoming road trip. Donovan, high pick and roll. Off Gobert, has airspace, fires the three. Okay, remember we talked about how they dropped the big? That means that if you set a good pick, Donovan should have a lot of room downhill or a lot of room for threes. Harris beats Corver again, but Gobert comes over to help, alters the shot at the rim. No good on it. Rebound comes down to the Jazz. On the run. Crowder right down the middle. Slam dunk. Jake Crowder career high. Slam dunks in a game. That's second guy, David. In a season. Jake Crowder slam dunk, career high slam dunks in a season, not a game. Season. Yes, what were you going to say? No, go ahead. Because I was just going to talk about that second trailer. Because you, he's the one that opens things up. Donovan was the lead. Jay Crowder was a secondary. He gets the two. Score right now is 2018. They're reviewing. We'll see what it is when we get back. 4-0-3 left in the first in the Jazz Radio Network. Ranked team in the East, the Brooklyn Nets. The seventh-ranked team in the West, the Utah Jazz. Both led by high-scoring guards, D'Angelo Russell and Donovan Mitchell in Salt Lake City. So far, Russell's got seven. Mitchell's got six. Two of the highest usage guards in the NBA as well. Russell takes the second most of shots per 100 possessions. And Donovan's not far behind. 21-18. Mari Carroll checks into a smattering of applause. The former J- Jasmine, Junkyard Dog. Russell is out of the game right now, so Dinwiddie's their primary scorer. He comes on a pick and roll. Attacks Gobert, spiked off the glass by Rudy. Donovan picks it up. Donovan with his left arm signaling people forward with his right arm saying go. And then he throws the lob to Gobert and dunks it. Beautiful. 7-0 run by the Jazz. 21-20. They called it a three during the timeout. Here's Harris, the league's best three-point shooter. Swings it back to Dinwiddie. Played his college ball at Colorado. 
riddled by injuries, including an ACL. Tries to step through on Gobert. Too hard with the shot. Ed Davis, the offensive rebounding powerhouse, dips it around and Corver clears it. Here comes Donovan. Baseball passes to Corver right side. Guarded by Carroll. Hands back up to O'Neal. O'Neal to Gobert. Corver comes back around on the horseshoe. Fires the three. Hits! Jazz on a 10-0 run. 23-21 Jazz. That's your Mountain America Credit Union 3. Another $50 to the Huntsman Cancer Research Institute, Mountain America Credit Union. For over 80 years, visit macu.com. Damari Carroll with his ponytail weaving. Gives to Harris, tight curl, gives it off to Davis. Davis travels, they don't call it. He hooks it up, no good. Gobert's defense, a major factor there. And Donovan will come to the front court wearing the similar yellow shoes to the ones he gave away pregame. Comes off a a Gobert pick, has airspace, attacks Davis, gives to Gobert, takes the body contact, finishes with the right hand off the window. 12-0 run by the Jazz. 25-21 Utah. Dinwiddie works the left side this time. They're trying to keep him out of the middle. He gets to the middle, to the free throw line, where he puts up a floater. It's well short. Rebound, Gobert. Hands to Crowder. Jay's got some juice still in his legs. He pushes ahead to O'Neal. Rotates to the corner to Korver. It's a heavily contested three. Swish! Kyle Korver! I've lost count. 13-0, I believe. 15-0. 28-21. Carroll. Comes off a huge Ed Davis pick. Fires a three, long. Rebound to Royce O'Neal. Jazz on a 15-0 run. It's only been two minutes and 17 seconds. And they've gone on a 15-0 run. High pick and roll, the bigs drop. Donovan has room. Donovan attacks, Donovan scoops and misses. Rebound comes down to Davis. Trying to draw the foul, just didn't happen. Dinwiddie on the push. Jazz still in a 15-0 run. Dinwiddie working the right side. Dives into O'Neal, that's an offensive foul. And really, to commit an offensive foul in this league, you gotta put in a huge effort. That was to make you laugh. <laughs> Thank I you. Did, I laughed, David. Uh, you yeah. usually giggle slightly yeah. in the background of the broadcast. <laughs> We'd like it. Jazz substitute. Technical foul coming? No. Jay Crowder is really upset about that pick from Ed Davis, so I thought there was a tech. He was about to get a tech. Yeah. By the way, we were watching the Brooklyn-Atlanta game earlier tonight, and there was a pick set on Gordon Hayward, which led me in the middle of practice, so it let out a profanity. Yeah. He left the game and did not return after that pick. Did he really? He was hitting pretty hard. He got right blasted. Across the face there as well. Neto driving, gets into the paint, curls it back out to Crowder, fading away to the left. His three is no good. Ray Allen hits that shot, not Jay Crowder. 28-21. Tamari Carroll. Cut off by Favors. Brings him back out to the outside. Hands it off to Levert. Karis Levert trying to drive on Ingles. Swings it to the corner. Dinwiddie will take a catch-and-shoot contested three. No good. Nets still have not scored in a while. It's a 15-0 run as Corver brings to the front court. Ingles to the top. Ingles favors pick-and-roll time. Spacing's good. They run it it to Crowder instead. Now back to Joe. He's guarded by Davis. Out on the outside. Chest it to Crowder. He's got a nice pick from Corver. He fires the three and hits glass no rim. Missed that badly. 15-0 run still by Utah. 32 seconds left in the quarter. Crossover. Step back. Karis Levert no good. Rebound battled for. And Favors gets the rebound. And Neto comes to the front court with the game clock and the shot clock. Separated by just two seconds. Ingles at the top. Graham, a very good defensive player. Travion Graham up on him. Here comes Favors. He starts with a pick to his left hand. Ingles attacks. Favors trails. Favors catches. Pushes up an eight-footer. Wildly off the glass. No good. Davis rebounds with three. Carroll gets it. Carroll slides by his former teammate in Atlanta, Kyle Corver. 
and misses the shot. The Jazz close on a 15-0 run to take a 28-21 lead at the end of one. The Jazz are Step back, left side, jumper, good. First quarter recap brought to you by America First Credit Union. Get the finest in financial services from Utah's number one credit union. America First. Russell is out of the game right now, so Dinwiddie is their primary scorer. He comes on a pick and roll. Attacks Gobert, spiked off the glass by Rudy. Donovan picks it up. Donovan with his left arm signaling people forward with his right arm saying go. And then he throws the lob to Gobert and dunks it. Beautiful. 7-0 run by the Jazz. Jazz are on a 15-0 run over the final 4-30. That's your America First game summary brought to you by America First. For the finest in financial services, visit AmericaFirst.com. Corbin on a curl. Catch and shoot three. No good. Jazz run a lot of out-of-timeout plays for Corbin. They used to run them for Rodney Hood. They now run them for Corbin. 28-21. D'Angelo Russell left side. He's got Corbin on a mismatch. They want to push him to his right hand. He gets to his left. Hangs in the air. Misses off the window and the rebound to Crowder. Russell's three of nine without a free throw attempt. Right side, Corver bounces to Ingles, drives to the left hand, bounces underneath the favors. Tough catch on his right hip. He powers up with a, over the left shoulder and draws the foul. Get two free throws. Let's take a quick live look in around the NBA tonight of what else is going on. The Portland Trailblazers and the San Antonio Spurs, a big one with playoff implications. Let's go check in with the Blazers. The Blazers will take a two-point lead into the locker room. Our halftime score, the Trailblazers 50 and the San Antonio Spurs 48. That's very well. That's bad job on our part. So 28-21 favors free throw. First one's no good. The coaches in this game, Kenny Atkinson and Quinn Snyder, both assistants in Atlanta. So both these staffs know each other really, really well. Portland 50, San Antonio 48 in that game. I like Atkinson's comments before the ball game when he talked about the mid-range shot. What did he say? Well, he said that, that there won't be very many. Uh, might force him. Jazz are on a 16-0 run. His favors makes the free throw. Here's Russell trying it again, missing again. He's now 3 for 10 in 9 minutes. 29-21. Jazz by 8. Left side, Neto. Gets a drag screen from Favors. Works the right side lane. Underhand scoop is too hard. Favors tips it around. Tips it back up and in. He does it with Ed Davis on his shoulder. The great offensive rebounding Davis. And Favors shows him how it's done. The Jazz are on an 18-0 run with 10.51 left in the second quarter. Davis, his father played in the NBA briefly with Denver. Gives to Karis Levert. Attacking Favors. Underhand scoop. No good. Crowder rebounds. Jazz defense is over six minutes without a field goal. On an 18-0 run. Ingles bounces to Favors at the free throw line. Neto comes to him, gets the handoff, turns the corner, floats the right-hander up. 20-0 run by the Jazz. Howell Neto, 33-21 Utah. 10-30 left here, second quarter. Russell working the far side. Neto trying to force him back to that side. He comes off a pick. Corver double teams him. The ball's loose on the ground. Neto's diving for it, of course, but he fouls him. 10-17 left here in the quarter. 20-0 run. The last points by the Brooklyn Nets were a free throw by Spencer Dinwiddie at the 434 mark. Their last field goal was at the 459 mark. We have 10-15 left in the second. 33-21. Damari Carroll coming off an injury. Driving at favors. Blocked by Dara. Jazz defense tightening the screws. Neto on a three-on-three break. No look past Ingles. Catch and shoot three. No good. Rebound comes to the Nets. The Jazz get back defensively. The Jazz make you play in the half court more than any team in the NBA. Here's Russell working the right side. Bounces down low. Reverse layup up and in. 
Karutz, who had the last field goal at the 4.59 mark, went to the bench, took a break, came back, and has scored the next field goal for the Nets. 33-23, Ingles double stagger with favors to the window. Nobody stopped him. Joe lays it up and in. It's amazing how that play just works, consistently works, strictly because of the great screen and then Joe Ingles' pace. Mari Carroll, three with Crowder flying at him, no good. Nets are three of 12 from three, seven of 29 overall. Ingles on the right side, gets the pick from Favors. Comes to the left hand, Karutz gets into his body and fouls him. And that's three fouls on Karutz. Boy, Vince Lagarza, our assistant coach, scouted him really speaking highly of Karutz before the game. George Niang comes into the game as Tabo Cephalosha is not available tonight. By the way, I just got word from my friend Philip Malone that we are being rebroadcast in Melbourne, Australia right now. So we need to mention Joe's name. Here comes Joe. Left side to Corver. Corver fires the three. Good! 23-2 run, I think. I'm lost. It's just too big. 20... Fifth three here by the Jazz. Three of them by Kyle Corver. Jazz lead at 38-23. And another miss by the Nets, who are now 7 of 30. Jazz on a 25-2 run. Number 25 comes to the front court, gets the window, lays it up and in. 27-2 run by the Jazz. Wow! 40-23, Utah just rolling by the Brooklyn Nets on the Jazz Radio Network. Forty years of Utah Jazz basketball. We welcome you here on a night that should make history. That John Stockton needs but 11 assists to become the all-time assist leader in the history of the NBA. Stockton behind Chambers, left to right. Stockton penetrates over to Chambers. He's open. Shot up. Good. He needs one more. Carl Malone's going to check in. They want the mailman to get the last bucket. John Stockton needs one assist to break the record that he's now tied with Magic Johnson of 9,921 assists. Stockton with a ball front court left. He looks to Carl Malone. He's got him low. The mailman jumps it. Shot up. It's in. He did it. He did it. John Stockton to Carl Malone. A new NBA assist king of the NBA. Hot Rod Hundley on the call. John Stockton's all-time assist record hanging in the banner. Still to our left, John, number 12, playing for the Jazz from 1984 to 2003. D'Angelo Russell gets deep inside on Neto, flips it up to the middle and scores it. A field goal for the Nets. That may put an end to the Jazz 27-2 run. Neto trying to find Korver. He's already got three threes, not available. So Ingles pops out the other side off a Niang pit. Joe retreats back out. Joe drives. Couldn't get Favors' contact, so he throws a bad pass back over Favors' shoulder and out of bounds. Just didn't have control of that. That would have been a good pass. He kind of lost control of that pass, but that would have been a beautiful hook pass to Derek Favors. Probably about the 13-foot mark would have gave Derek Favors plenty of time to decide on, you know, what he wanted to do. So if we are in Melbourne, Australia right now on the radio rebroadcast, do we just never mention when Joe makes a mistake? Oh, no. We got to treat... Oh, no. They, so that, that's, they, yeah. Okay, just want to check. Here's Lavert. Karras had a very good 13 games to start the season, then got injured. Graham driving, blocked by Corver. Kyle Corver blocks Travion Graham. Here come the Jazz the other way. Bullet Ooh. pass by Donovan. It's too hard for Royce to handle. Pops back out. Jazz six turnover of the game, only their second live ball turnover. Russell working back from right to left. Wiggles gets to the free throw line, floats it up, no good. Rebound tapped around, battle for Ed Davis taps it back out, and that's habit. 
Here's Levert. Oh, beautiful move. Goes to the window. Two-foot jump to the window. Missed the layup. Rebound Davis, and he's fouled by Corver. And we go back to our pregame conversation with Kenny Atkinson, the next head coach, about Karis Levert's inability to finish recently since he came back from his injury and we saw it right there that he really had no need to jump with two feet could have easily gotten the window with one wasn't able to jump with two feet and then that ended up costing him the shot it definitely would have been and that would have been a, a shot that he would have had more control of because he could have put it high and soft off the glass and Derek Favors never would have blocked it Ed Davis creating both those possibilities with his rebounding prowess and he makes the first free throw. Davis, you'll remember, was in Portland for a long time. Played at North Carolina. Levert, by the way, his last game against Oklahoma City was one of four at the rim. The game before that against Detroit, they thought he had it back together. He was four of five. But before that against Cleveland, two of five, one of two against Dallas. It's really been a little bit of a struggle for him. And the above the break three has been a struggle for his legs since he came back from the injury as well. Here's Donovan at the top, 40 to 27, high pick and roll. Donovan works off the Gobert pick, fakes out Davis, puts the right-hand floater up, it's short. Rebound comes down to the Nets, Jazz 40, Nets 27. Damari Carroll going at his teammate Kyle Korver, lowers the shoulder, Korver goes down, shot no good. Rebound follow up and in, the offensive rebounding of the Brooklyn Nets having an impact here early in the quarter. 6.52 left in the second, it's 40 to 29. Donovan with his green tights works to the right side of the floor. Chest at the top to Corver off a Gobert pick. He reads the seams, puts it off the window too hard. The rebound comes down to Carroll. D'Angelo to the front court. Gets a nice pick from Dudley. Works himself in the lane. Passes to Carroll. Blocked by Gobert off the glass so far. Comes out to Niang at midcourt. He brings to the front court and it's fouled by Dudley. Wow, Rudy just spiked that off the glass far enough to create a fast break out of it. Niang picked it up outside the three-point line. Yeah. It came off the glass so hard. Yeah, he hit that off the... It barely caught the glass there as well. I, I, I know what Damari Carroll was thinking, that Rudy was that far away from it, that he could get the shot off a little quicker. Here's Donovan, two for five to start tonight. High right-hand dribble, shoves off, puts up an off-balance floater, and scores it. You know, that's becoming a very high-percentage shot for him. It is, and it's... Okay. You don't think? No. Well, I'll check and see if it's gotten better, but it was, it's been very low percentage as the year started. Allen catches on the right block, ball fakes, and draws the foul, and Rudy gets hit in the midsection one more time. He's been taking a few shots there recently. So the paint non-restricted area, Ron, for Donovan Mitchell. You talk about that flow. I know, that's that still the paint shot. non-restricted area. You, this is going to be interesting. For the season, he's shooting 40%. The reason you say it's becoming very high percentage is in the last two games, he's six of nine. So you're you're feeling the last two games. But if I stretch it out a little further and take it to the like the last ten games, he ends up being about 40% again. So it's not. It's been good the last two games, and maybe he's figured something out. He tries another one here and throws up an air ball. Now, so that wasn't a very good attempt there. We forced that. It's just, it, the other thing I don't like about it is that you'll never get fouled on it. So that's that's my concern on that shot. Well, the reason you take that shot is so you don't challenge the rim 
D'Angelo Russell, left elbow jumper, no good. Great screen out by Niang. And here come the Jazz. Russell's 0 for 8 now in the mid-range. The Jazz forcing him into shots that he probably doesn't like taking. Niang drives, floats it high over Allen and off the window and in. Russell, double teamed, bounces up top to Jared Dudley. Played a nice little stint for them the other night in the win against Detroit. Jeff did in 2007, David. He's been in the league for quite a while. And 27th pick out of Charlotte. Dinwiddie going one-on-one. Gets by Rubio, out sees Gobert, floats out to the right side, misses. Rudy is dominating this game. Well, he made him shoot going away as well. Niang, left corner three. Got it on a behind-the-back pass from Ricky Rubio. 47-31 Utah by 16. And, and according to Jake, David, the Jazz take the shortest amount of corner threes. No, they take the shortest amount of threes. Threes. Because they take so many corner threes. threes. Correct. It's a great little note by Jake Snelson, yeah. our statistician tonight. By the way, last 10 games, Donovan's 46% on that shot, largely because of the last two games. If he can do that, that's fine. Russell tries that shot, left floater in the lane, misses, and Russell's now 0 for 9 in the non-restricted area in the twos. Mitchell in the lane, gives to Rubio, quickly back to Gobert at the rim, and he dunks it. The Jazz are putting on a clinic. They're up 49-31 on a 7-0 run. What a pass from Rubio. Spencer Dinwiddie drives, puts off the window, and scores. It has started on the defensive end tonight, though. The Jazz defense has been fabulous. The Nets are scoring .7 points every time they cross half court. League average is about 1-1. Rubio off a low pick from Gobert. They go under. He goes to the window. He gnashes around, gives to Gobert. Ball fakes Allen. Draws the foul. Get two free throws. That's what you get with shot blockers, David. Rudy's a little bit different. Very seldom do you get him up in the air on a pump fake and, and, and draw a foul. That's twice that Allen has gone for the pump fake. And he had a hand on him while going up for the block. Allen showing some youth tonight. Jazz lead it 49-33. The Brooklyn Nets have an interesting sequence of games coming up here that's going to determine their season. They look to be in the playoff position as Gobert misses the free throw, but you, you, you... you can't count it yet. They, they have a nice lead. It feels comfortable. They're in seventh. They've been as high as sixth. But now you suddenly look at what might just happen. They play at Utah, at the Clippers, at Sacramento, at the Lakers, at Portland. That's four Western Conference teams. Five, actually, because you count well, us, right? Count, yeah, count Utah. Then they go to Philadelphia. Then they play Boston, Milwaukee, Toronto, Milwaukee, Indiana. These guys could lose 10 or 11 straight here if they're not careful. Very much so. 50 to 33. And right now they're sitting in the seventh spot. Yes. Dinwiddie driving, shoving off of the left hand on Rubio, not once but twice, works all the way to the window and lays it up and in. Rubio's wondering what type of abuse he has to take guarding this guy. 50 to 35, Jazz by 15. Donovan, a lot of contact tonight. Rises, fires for three, got it. Donovan off the bounce, three. And it's a palindrome, 53-35, Utah by 18. Eight threes, I'm, I'm sorry, seven threes. Well, Jake has a note on that, Ron. Yeah, but the 12, no, you're talking about the 12? I'm talking about the, the, the power of 12. Yeah, is that Jake or was that Stoke that had that? Jake today? was on it today. I think Jake had that. Pullback jumper from Levert in the mid-range, no good. A lot of mid-range shots by Brooklyn, and they're not very good ones. 
High pick and roll, Donovan works himself through the lane. High, Arker off the window and in! Donovan Mitchell putting on a show with the friends back home watching. Jazz by 20, 55-35, 2.58 left. Donovan's got 13, Rubia, Rudy Gobert's got 12, and the Jazz are in control by 20 with three minutes left in the first half on the Jazz Radio Network. The seventh-ranked team in the East, the Brooklyn Nets. The seventh-ranked team in the West, the Utah Jazz, both led by high-scoring guards D'Angelo Russell and Donovan Mitchell in Salt Lake City. And the Jazz high-scoring guard has 13 points on five of nine shooting. The Nets, D'Angelo Russell, four of 15 and nine points. Ron, when you project the Eastern Conference, the computer models have Brooklyn finishing with 39 wins. They currently have 36. That means they win three more games the rest of the year. And they and I make it to the playoffs by two games. And you look at their schedule, and frankly, it's not easy to find three. Not on this road trip, for sure. Harris rolling down the lane, sees Gobert, and Rudy blocks another. Rudy's been as dominant defensively tonight in any game all year. Rubio unguarded, free throw line jumper, no good. Rebound tapped out, Rubio has it, free throw line jumper, no good. <laughs> Rubio is 0 for 5 tonight, he's missed three straight non-restricted area twos. He's missed 18 straight non-restricted area twos. 55-35. Dinwiddie driving on Gobert. Reverse layup. Good. Nifty move, but that's hard. That's what it takes to score. They're going to have a tough time tonight. Well, and that's Rudy Go... Well, I'm sorry, Ricky Rubio type shot when he comes underneath the basket and he quickly scoops it on the reverse side. Jazz by 18. Dinwiddie has the last six. He had the explosion in Brooklyn that kept the Nets in the game. High pick and roll between Rubio and Gobert. Rubio driving, foul to get two free throws. Here's what's so interesting about this, Ron, from an analytic standpoint tonight. So Ricky Rubio is is terrible. He's 0 for 5, right? D'Angelo Russell's got nine points, but D'Angelo Russell is 4 of 15. So he has nine points on 15 shots by not going to the free throw line at all. If Rubio makes these two free throws, even at 0 for 5, he's better than D'Angelo Russell tonight. Right? He'll have four points on five shot attempts. Russell will have nine points on 15 shot attempts. That is, that nine attempt points on 15 shot attempts will kill you. 0 for 5 is pretty bad. It's as bad as you seem to get. But the power of going to the free throw line right there and getting two free throws for Rubio, now all of a sudden, four points, five shot attempts. Okay. That's a good point. 57-37, Jazz by 20. Dinwiddie working the top. High pick and roll. Gets cut off. Now Gobert switches to him. So Dinwiddie retreats out. He's coming from the 45 right side. Switches to the left hand, drives the basket, uses the rim to help him, and lays it up and in. That's crafty, crafty use of angles. Good play. Dinwiddie doesn't do a lot of passing off his drive. And seems to drive to the basket quite a bit. Little Rubio bit. driving, throws a high pass out to Crowder. He rotates it to Donovan, catches with his right hand, penetrates, ball fakes, stops, puts out the window, misses, goes back for his rebound in traffic, somehow gets it amongst three guys, throws it back up, falling to the ground, doesn't get the whistle, and misses the shot. Crowd wanted the call. Levert swings it to Dinwiddie. Right side, Damari Carroll, the corner three, good. And the Brooklyn Nets make it 57-42, Jazz by 15. Rubio to the front court. Hands to Ingles, gets it right back. UCLA cut through the lane. He's fouled, and now go to the free throw line. 
for free throws five and six. This is a play that Rubio, I think, and Rudy Gobert, they run about once a game. Ricky and Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles, rather, about once a game. I think Quinn called it right there. You think? Like, let's get Ricky Rubio a basket. Or like, get him feeling like his nights are. Free throw's good. But to my point, the value of going to the line, Ricky Rubio now has five shots, five points. D'Angelo Russell has nine points on 15 shot attempts. Make it six for Rubio. You, it is virtually impossible in this league to be an efficient offensive player as a guard that doesn't go to the line. It's why the fact that Donovan Mitchell's averaging six and a half free throws a game since January 1st is so important. Dinwiddie driving, takes a few extra steps in the lane and they call a foul on Rubio. Ricky earnestly says to the official, I don't believe you. There's an earnestness to Ricky at all times. Just a good dude. 59-42, Jazz by 17, and Rubio just got clocked on a pick. And Ed Davis called for a foul. I would review this play. Ron, watch the replay on this. Watch his right arm. It's not as high on the replay as I saw it. Yeah, they're taking a look at it. I, I, it's not as bad on the replay as when I saw it the first time. His left arm's down. His right arm came right up into his jaw. And, and when you're six foot ten, Rubio six three, six four, you know sometimes you bring your arms up. You're right at that at level I mean, to I, where you can get clocked. It does not look as bad on the replay. I, live, I thought it looked. I, I think you're saying Didwitty's. Did you know what? Yeah, that's Didwitty's. Might be arm. right. Yeah. Bam. You're right. Bam. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I am. You're absolutely right, Ron. It's yeah. Dinwiddie. Who'd they call the foul on? They gave it they to Davis. They called the foul on Davis. Davis. It's Dinwiddie that swung back and got him again. He's got him like four times tonight. Yeah. Dinwiddie's natural action may be that throwback. Let's see what they call. The call remains an offensive foul because what they found out was that they called the foul well, on the wrong guy. Yeah, exactly. And this is where I would... I feel like we could do more with review right now. Like that, they just saw that. It's actually a game changer. Dinwiddie would have three fouls. Ed Davis now has three fouls. Like it impacts the game. Yeah. Either way, if that was Rudy Gobert versus Joe Ingles or something, that would, like the game. Sh- and Davis is complaining to the official right now. So right. The, the, the fairness of the game, they, if they have that on video, they should change that. Like, I don't quite understand why. I mean, I get it. We don't want to review everything. 17-point jazz advantage. Scoop to Rubio. Swings up top to Crowder. Great action by the Jazz. Crowder's open for three. No good. Long rebound to Donovan. Shot clock and game clock are now separated by just seven seconds. So the Jazz bring it back out. Donovan comes off a big Gobert pick. Steps into another three. No good. Flying for the rebounds. Crowder, but he can't get it. Davis has it. Gives to Dinwiddie. Five seconds across half court. Crosses over to three. Rises and fires for three. Misses. Rebound Donovan Mitchell. And the Jazz will go up by 17 at the half, 59-42 on the Jazz Radio Network. The team in the East, the Brooklyn Nets, the seventh-ranked team in the West, the Utah Jazz, both led by high-scoring guards D'Angelo Russell and Donovan Mitchell in Salt Lake City. 59-42, those high-scoring guards. Donovan Mitchell has 13 points. D'Angelo Russell, though, is 4 of 15 with 9 points. The first half was as good a defensive half as we've seen from Rudy Gobert. 
Here's Joe Ingles on a pick and roll with Favors. He rolls to the right block, gets cut off, gives it back to Ingles, top of the key, works the left side of the lane for an underhand scoop. Allen blocks it. D'Angelo Russell picks it up the front court, swings it left side. Quick release three coming and up and no good. The rebound comes to the Jazz. Karuch had their two field goals and he missed that shot there in the stretch in which the Nets went absolutely ice cold. Favors, deep knee bend, right corner three, no good. And the rebound comes down to Allen. Faves, two of seven. Now he's been shooting the ball brilliantly. D'Angelo Russell penetrates, gets in the lane, underhand scoop at the rim, no good. D'Angelo Russell's shot chart tonight is ugly. Rubio, mid-range two, pull-up jumper. He got it. That's the first one in 18, after 18 straight misses on non-restricted area twos. 61-42. D'Angelo Russell drives with Mitchell on his right hip and a foul. Mike Wells said to us at halftime, we were physical with him. We forced him to his offhand. We made him uncomfortable. And that's certainly what they did do to D'Angelo Russell. Well, they want him going to his right, but he's crafty enough where a lot of time he works his way back into the middle of the floor. And then they start the offense for him a lot of times on the left side. Russell in the post here now, and Donovan retreats out. Up top to Harris. Harris would prefer to catch and shoot. He plays off the bounce to a mid-range pull-up jumper, no good. These are the two of the analytically best teams in the leagues. In other words, they both force a lot of mid-range shots and don't take very many. As Gobert tries a five-footer, no good. Left-hand shot off the back of the rim. Russell in transition, takes the three and hits. 61-45. Got to keep your P's and Q's here. Jazz defense in the first half was just brilliant. It's unlikely it could be as good. The Nets only got nine shots at the rim in the whole first half of the game. Ingles bounces to Rubio, penetrates, floats it. Front rim, no good. 61-45. That, I think, was a pass, and, and Rudy... Then it was a terrible pass. Yeah. Because it hit the front rim and Rudy was coming from the right baseline. Rudy gets spun around by Russell. Then Russell tries to shoot around Rudy and it goes wildly nowhere. 61-45. Like he's trying to draw fouls. And he doesn't do that well. He gets us one of the lowest foul rates of anyone in the league. Gobert's five-foot hook shot, no good. Catches the own rebound, taps it to Favors, can't handle it. It goes out of bounds. That is the next step. Everyone wants to know if Rudy can get a jump shot or this and that. That's where he's got to develop, Ron. If you take the dunks out of his five feet and out shooting. It's not a great number. It's really not. And if you just revert back to what Jokic uh, does so often, he gets you there, just a little baby j jump hook. Rudy doesn't do that. And, and I think he needs to develop that with both hands for some reason. Um, Steven Adams as well did it the other night. Yes, exactly. I mean, that that's such a High percentage and a, and a valuable shot for a guy that size. Not to, uh, the 243 dunks are awesome. Yeah. Harris driving at Gobert, lays it up and in. Rudy was guessing he was going to try reverse side. Rudy was waiting to dunk it. The 243 dunks by Rudy are a career high, by the way. He was 235, it was his previous career high. 61-47, Jazz lead is 14. Rubio on the right wing. He's one for seven shooting tonight. Goes to the post of favors, pushed pretty far off. He's at 15 feet on the right baseline. Ball fakes twice. They dig it out. He loses it. Donovan picks it up. He checks the clock. There's four. He goes between his legs, slides to the basket, and lays it up and in. He went behind between his legs with one hand. That's such Yes, he did. Russell, free throw line jumper, up and no good. Russell 
Five of 19 tonight. Rubio on the run. Left side of the floor with his head on a swivel. Out to Donovan. Catch and shoot three. Short. Long rebound. Favors at the free th- top of the key. Chest to Rubio. Wide open three. Left side. No. Gobert offensive rebound. Taps it up and in. 65-47. Jazz by 18. 8.26 left. Nets are seventh in the East with a murderous schedule the rest of the way. Levert coming off a pick and roll. Gobert shadowing him now. Levert doesn't want any part of it. He fades back in the lane, throws up an air ball. Rudy's defense and presence is incredible. Rubio on the push, long dribble between the back. Gets pushed, no whistle. Gobert comes from far, far away and brings the boom. Timeout, Brooklyn. Jazz by 20. Rudy out of nowhere. Eight minutes left. Third quarter, Jazz by 20 on the Jazz Radio Network. Back to the hottest. Who's hot tonight? It's your Utah Jazz Player Spotlight. Rubio on the push, long dribble between the back, gets pushed, no whistle. Gobert comes from far, far away and brings the boom. Timeout, Brooklyn. Jazz by 20. Rudy out of nowhere. Rudy Gobert brings the crowd down the dunk. Now the Nets are so messed up. Jaron Allen shoots a three, air balls it. He's 6 of 43 this year. Donovan penetrates, ball fakes and scores. Jarrett Allen is really interesting. He's a young Rudy Gobert, 8-0 run by the Jazz, go up 22. And they hope him to be that, but you can see he's not an impact defensively. He blocks some shots as Levert drives and makes a ton of defensive mistakes, and it's why the Nets are a better defensive team when he's off the floor. Here's Rubio, 8 points, 3 rebounds, 3 assists. He works at the top. Gobert's got 16 and 12. Hands to Ingles. Ingles takes a left-hand dribble into the paint. Flares to Favors, who clears space for Rubio to take a three. Instead, he penetrates. Bounces to Rudy. Here comes the boom again. 71-49. That dunk was for Allen, just in case you were thinking about dunking, blocking it. Levert floats in the lane, misses. Gobert alters the shot. Rubio rebounds. These numbers are not totally up to date, but they tell the story. Well, they'll... The Nets on the short mid-range shot tonight, the floater, right? Non-restricted area, but in the paint, are 3 of 20. 3 of 20. That is seeing Gobert not wanting to go to the rim. They have only taken 12 shots at the rim all night. This was as of the last time out. They have taken 28 mid-range shots. The Jazz have taken a tremendous amount of mid-range shots tonight. 20, they haven't taken more than 12 or 13 in the game in a while. So these two analytical defenses have forced the offenses to play mid-range ball. O'Neal goes inside to Gobert. He catches, has to settle himself, and then finishes at the rim. Rudy's got 20 and 12. Jazz are up 73-49 on Brooklyn. A 12-2 run. Still second in the league in double-doubles. D'Angelo Russell off the bounce three. Air ball. He's awful tonight. Five of 20. Donate blood with ARUP Blood Services. They need 100 donors a day to help local Utah patients need a life-saving blood. Don't let another day go by without helping someone that needs you right now. Check out utahblood.org for where to donate. Kyle Corver checks in. Jay Crowder checks in. Then We talked early in the game. We wanted to force the Jazz off 
Oh, off the catch and shoot line and on to off the bounce threes. They're 0 for 4 on off the bounce threes. Russell's taking all of them. Donovan into the mid-range, floats back, left side, scores it. Donovan's got 19 on 8 of 16 shooting. Russell, who's had an Eastern Conference All-Star year, whatever that means. Hands it off to Harris, chests it left side to Graham, back out to Russell. Best ball move of the night by the Nets leads to a Russell three and it's good. Funny how that works. Kyle Korver was an Eastern Conference All-Star once as well. So was Jeff Teague. There's been a few of them. Well, he was... Donovan at the top. Gets a nice pick from Gobert. Has some airspace because they dropped the big. He attacks, bounces to Rudy in traffic. Rudy has a hard time catching because he's being held. Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert have combined for 44 assists all season. They've run over 1,000 pick and rolls together. Have just 44 assists between the two of them. Donovan, though, leads the team and passes out to threes. Joe, on the other hand, throws some of the least amount of passes out to threes. Gobert at the free throw line where he has scuffled a little bit recently. Shooting 55% in the last 10 games. Safe Light Autoglass will donate $5 for every rebound secured from this year's leading rebounder. All proceeds from Safe Light Autoglass Master the Glass will be donated to Utah Food Bank at the end of the season. First free throw is no good. Second one isn't either. And 55% in the last 10 games, 4 of 8 tonight. What's happened there, Ron? His first three free throws, the rhythm and everything was perfect. I think he gets tight. You know, he starts to aim. And he looks, it doesn't, it's not fluid. It's got a little hitch in it right yeah, now. He's, he's, good point. Here's Dinwiddie swinging through, trying to attack Donovan. Knocks away. Crowder dives, saves it. Crowder rolls into the camera. Donovan comes up with a basketball. Crowd gives an applause to Jay Crowder of appreciation. Donovan working a crossover with Gobert. Rises, fires for three, thought he got fouled, didn't get the whistle. They have really let him play tonight. Probably to the Jazz advantage, frankly. Because the Nets are shooting 29% and 30% from three. Dinwiddie lining up Gobert one-on-one. Rudy ready for the challenge. Dinwiddie steps back for a right corner three and hits it. That's twice he's accepted the challenge of Rudy Gobert and scored. 21st three attempt for the Nets. That far away from the basket. Like he's telling uh, Rudy, you're not supposed to be out here. Donovan comes off a pick from Corbin. They don't switch small to small, so the Jazz know they can get something off that, but Donovan gets in the lane, not sure where to go, bounces the pass and throws it away. Fast break the other way. Damari Carroll guarded tightly by his former teammate Kyle Corbin, both in Atlanta. Change pivot foot. They don't call that. Back out to Dinwiddie for another three. Got it. Look out. Spencer Dinwiddie can get really hot. And it's a 9-0 run by the Nets to make it 75-58. And Quinn Snyder takes a timeout on the Jazz Radio Network. Utah leads this one by 17. Three NBA games that are worth keeping an eye on tonight. Golden State and Oklahoma City in Oklahoma City. Portland and San Antonio in San Antonio. And Indiana's in Denver. Denver just barely beat Dallas the other night. Nice play by Jokic. Durant, I don't think, is playing tonight there as well. 
That is accurate. That is not causing them a problem. They lead 95-76 to the Warriors. And if that's the case, that will give the Oklahoma City Thunder, David, 28 losses. We have 29. We need to have one less than them, though. Corver three, right side, no good. Ed Davis checks in. So the Nets have a better defensive lineup on the floor with Allen out. Dinwiddie with Russell out, probably better offensive lineup. And then an offensive foul on Ed Davis for another high elbow pick. Luckily, Jim Boylan's not involved in this game or he'd be going bananas. He just moves on those picks. And the only way you're going to get that call, David, you got to go through the pick. Did you see Jim Boylan and Doc Rivers the other night? Yeah, how about that? And they were, like, going at each other, right? Well, Jim Boylan was just doing Jim Boylan. Ingles bounces, waits, pick and roll to Favors, and Favors is fouled on the roll. Ron, talk, walk me through why Joe Ingles was able to run that play, get the ball to Favors. Donovan runs it and is unable to get it to Rudy. Well, first of all, because Favors is a better catcher in, in traffic. Regardless of what pass you throw at him, he can he can get. Rudy, pretty much the lob. You know, he does not catch the ball cleanly in traffic, and especially does not, he's not very good at catching bounce passes. Derek Favors, I think, delays his move just a little bit longer and forces the defender to have to make a decision between him and Joe Ingles. And Joe's so good at, at the pace that he plays with. It's, it's, it's not so much favors that makes it, it's Joe that makes that play. Well, and Joe's pick and rolls with Rudy are actually just as good as Joe's pick and rolls with Faves. So probably Joe deserves that credit. 76-58. Jazz by 18. Jazz go on a four-game East Coast road trip that will probably dictate our seating more than anything else. Starting, we leave tomorrow. Neto defending Dinwiddie drives right at him and draws a foul. We come back, though. You can purchase a Ford Fan Zone all-you-can-eat ticket to an upcoming Jazz game. Receive unlimited hot dog, popcorns, nachos, peanuts. Starting as low as $33 per ticket. Visit utahjazz.com or call 325-2999 to buy a Ford Fan Zone all-you-can-eat ticket. Jazz by 18 with 316 left in the third. They've led by as many as 26. Dinwiddie, left-hand drive, favors shadowing, kick to the corner. It'll be a three from Graham. It's no good. Favors comes back inbounds to rebound. His 10th of the night. Corver. Looking for Derek Rowling. Instead, they find Neto wide open right corner. Nothing but Neto. Three ball for Howell, and the Jazz are back up 21. It's the Jazz 8-3 of the night. 79-58. Dinwiddie at the top. Colorado product just signed a big contract in the offseason. Short with a shot. D'Angelo Russell is a free agent at the end of the year. Wonder what they'll do. Another three attempt. No, we'll see. There's an offensive foul on Neto on the rebound, trying to hold off Travion Graham. That's not a fair matchup. No. Graham is 6'5, 225, and just a physical marvel. Howell is maybe six feet tall. We call him 6'1 in the program, but kind of the way you call, you know, my wife says she's 39. Roll down to Davis. Davis jump stops in late, kicks to corner. Graham will try another corner three. This one with a better result than the last one for him. It's good. Travion Graham's bounced around a little bit this year, or this league. He's played 27 games this year, 27% shooter from three. left here. Rudy Gobert dominated this game defensively as the Jazz held the Nets without a field goal for about seven minutes. They finished the first quarter on a 15-0 run, stretched it out to a 27-2 run at one point. 
Korver commits a foul trying to get free on the inbound. The 27-2 run usually will do it for you for the night, frankly. You don't need to... Actually, there were some really good studies about that. If you go on this type of run, how often you win. 27-2 usually puts you in the win column. Dinwiddie attacking with a left-hand dribble through the lane, goes to the window, misses. Rebound grabbed by Ingles. Joe comes out of traffic. Jazz running, have numbers. Ingles fears to the right, finds Neto in the corner. Neto trying to go favors in the post, but Derek relinquishes possession. Comes out to get it, hands it back to Neto. He crosses over, cut off nicely by Graham. Gives back to favors. They set up a high pick and roll with Ingles. Ingles rolls off a right shoulder of Derek, sweeves back to the left hand, got his shot blocked, loose ball picked up by the Nets. Travion Graham double dribbles. Somehow the officials are blind and don't see it. Swittens to Dinwiddie in the right corner for three and hits it. How did they not see that? The official stayed on the baseline there and was not up close enough to see that. And, and you can see why he stayed on the baseline because if, if they had to change direction, he would have been behind the play. Transition makes things tough. Let's go check in on that Spurs-Portland Trailblazer game. Who are we rooting for? I don't even know. Let's check in. It's down in San Antonio. To the left wing. Wide open three. Davis Bertans. Chris Davis from Patty Mills. The first three points tonight for Davis Bertans. And the Spurs lead 89-86. 89-86 there. First three for Davis Bertans. Spurs don't take a lot of threes. Thanks to Bill Schoening for the call. 1-0 elsewhere in the NBA. Golden State leads the Oklahoma City Th- Thunder 98-78, up 20. He says smugly. 79-64 for those who listen to the daily podcast. And listen to me on our various radio stations. I have not been completely sold in the Thunder, despite the fact that they swept us this year. They are better than us when we play them, that is proven. But in the course of the season, they just have not played a particularly difficult schedule. And it's led to a little bit of a false belief of how good they are. Yeah, it, it's, it's really tough against us. Of course, they don't want to lose to us again after right. getting beat in the playoffs last year. Denver's a little bit the same way. I think Denver's got a more quality resume, but they've... They didn't have the toughest run early in the season. They've got their real, some of their real games now. Okay. 79-64, 110-20 left on. Neto trying to run a pick and roll. Goes to a floater on the right hand, no good. Rebound favors inside traffic. Four nets around him. Powers up through it, can't finish. Rebound tipped out of bounds, jazz ball. Okay, that the fact that he even got a shot off there is incredible. There, there were four nets all around him. He went up to dunk the basketball, too. Ingles resets O'Neal at the top. They're in a zone defense. I think that might be what's flummoxing the Jazz a little bit. Ingles on the pick and roll. Swings it over to O'Neal. Angle left three. No good. Favors battling on the boards against the zone. Forces the Nets to lose another one out of bounds. This is traditionally why people didn't play zone in the NBA is you can't rebound out of it. Exactly. I mean, it's a 50-50 ball when, when you play a zone. Nets will play about 50 possessions a night in the zone. Jazz want to run elbow pick and roll against the zone. Get the ball to the middle and then shoot it out. Ingles finds Crowder on the 45. Kicks to Neto. Right corner three. Little short. Foul on the rebound. Loose ball. Derek Favors is just bigger, stronger, and more committed to anyone else for that basketball right now. Foul on the Nets. If that's on Davis, that is his fifth. 
Derek Favors is great. I am not saying this to minimize what Derek Favors does, but this is important to realize about why Derek Favors is so dominant. Derek Favors is the third pick of a draft. Derek Favors is a bona fide stud in this league. Because of Rudy Gobert, Derek Favors goes up against backup centers for the majority of the night and is killing them on a nightly basis. That, that is such a great point. It's not to minimize Derek in any way, but he's not he's going up against Ed Davis right now, who is not a starting center in the NBA because he's too small. He does a lot of things well, but he's too small. And so he's killing him for it. And the other night, it was against Taj Gibson, and he killed him for it. And the night before that, I don't even remember who Phoenix's backup center was. But Derek could have done things to him that are unconstitutional if he wanted to. 81-64. Jinwitty driving with the right hand. O'Neal just bogarts the ball out of his hands and out of bounds. Jazz lead it by 81-64. Denver and Indiana go to the fourth quarter. Denver leads by two. I mean, by four. Dinwiddie to his left hand. He prefers his right, so he spins back and favors just swats it into the second row. The Nets are just so frustrated. And he's going at the official. And Dinwiddie just got attacked. The Jazz defense tonight has just stifled them. Well, Rudy Gobert's there most of the night, and then you think, oh, he's not here, so I'll go after, oh, here's Favors. Favors, remember, the former net, briefly. Boy, Joe Ingles is going to shoot the free throw. Well, who should have? And Joe Short misses. Not Joe. <laughs> he miss. Howell Neto probably should have. Probably Howell Neto, yes. Last check... As of the end, uh, as of just a moment ago, the Nets have only taken 12 shots at the rim all night. They are four of 22 on shots in the paint, non-restricted area. Incredible. Carroll, pull up three off the bounce, no good. You want them shooting off the bounce threes, not catch and shoot. 20 seconds left in the quarter, Jazz by 17. Guarded by Carroll. Comes off a favors pick to his left hand. Bounces to Derek. Three seconds left. Floats it up and in. 83-64. Three ball or three quarter court shot. No good. Derek's got a double-double. Rudy's got a double-double. And the Jazz lead by 19. Timeout on the floor on the Jazz Radio Network. dominating inside. And when we started the night, the question was going to be the two teams that analytically play the game the best way. So what we mean by that is you want to take what just happened? Jay Crowder was holding and committed a foul before the inbound? Before the inbound, So they get yes. giving him free points? It's all right, we're up 19, but that's not a great idea. So back to that, if you're just tuning in. No, we don't blame you. So when you look at these two teams, they are the number, they're the best analytic teams in the league. What does that mean? 
That means that you shoot the best shots, the best shots being at the rim, corner threes, or overall threes, and you allow the least amount of those. So what happens when those two teams combine tonight? Well, the Jazz, who have not taken very many mid-range shots at all recently, and we've been shooting a lot of threes. That's a good thing, by the way. But the Jazz have not taken more than 15 mid-range shots in a game. The last five games have actually taken 23 tonight. It's an awful lot. Brooklyn has taken 31. The foul up top on Neto as Russell drives into it. Neither team's very good at him, but Brooklyn's been just terrible. Brooklyn is 6 of 31 tonight on all mid-range shots. The Jazz are 8 of 24. It's why neither of these teams want to take them. And if they are taking them, it probably means their offense is not doing what it regularly does. Russell with a left-hand floater, no good. And the rebound comes down to Neto. The Nets are now 4 of 23 on shots in the paint that are not in the restricted area. 4 of 23. 83-65. Jazz by 18. Neto drives the left-hand dribble, gets to the window. Gets fouled. Big question for Howell Neto with Dante Exum likely out. Who knows? Indefinitely. Is can he stay healthy? Can he stay healthy? By the way, Russell, D'Angelo Russell tonight, Ron, according to Jake Snelson, our statistician, is one of 17 in the mid-range. That's a shot chart for the ages. Now, getting you one to get back to Neto. He's going to get major minutes. It's important for him to stay healthy. Yeah. And he's had problems with hamstring. Is that right? It, you know, and he's just a little undersized. So when you tax your body. Yeah, but he can give you some solid. Yeah. Russell weaving to the lane. Finger roll left. Good. D'Angelo Russell goes to 7 of 23 tonight. 5-68-7. Jazz by 18. 11 minutes left. Neto. The other problem for Howell, just smaller than most guards. How does he handle it defensively? Drives the baseline here. Scoops around to Favors who dunks. Playmaking is not a problem for Howell Neto. Baseline drive. Got in the air. Found. Favors and Derek's got 13 points, 12 rebounds. Russell. Crossover dribble. Head fakes. Lost the ball out of bounds. Jazz ball. Mama said you'd have nights like this. Gotta show some resiliency. Harris Levert struggled as well. One of nine. Nets are shooting 31% on the night. In fact, the Nets' three-point shooting is 10 of 29. Their two-point shooting is well worse, well below 30%. Jake Crowder just got hit hard. Setting a pick, just punched the table right in front of Thurl Bailey and Craig Bullerjack. And Tyson Ewing, our statistician, was right there. Tyson might have just, well, I don't want to say, but I wouldn't. He, Did he flinch? He definitely flinched. I thought it might have been more than flinching. Ingles pops out right side for a three. No good. And the rebound gets tapped out of, lost out of bounds by the Nets. New Jersey, the Brooklyn Nets are having one of those nights. Right? They are. They definitely are. I mean, yeah. I'm sure that they've had nights when, you know, those open looks that they have getting right now. Corver inbound, blocked. Out of bounds by Puruch. Dinwiddie, three on the right side. Crowder fouls and will get three free throws. 
The question for Brooklyn, as we have 10-17 left here in the fourth and the Jazz up 20, is they probably have to get to 38 or 39 wins to make the playoffs. Maybe only 38. They have 36. It's nice to be in the East. All right, let's play a game. Here's the remaining schedule they have. Do you have two wins? At the Clippers tomorrow. Ron? No. At Sacramento Tuesday. They lose to every Western Conference team. At the Lakers. They lose to the Lakers. At Portland. They definitely lose to Portland. At Philadelphia. They'll lose the next five, David. Home against Boston. They lose against Boston. That's Home six against in a row. Milwaukee. That's seven in a row. That's actually eight because they lose tonight and nine because they lost to Oklahoma City, and now they are tight. Home against Toronto. I don't... Yeah. Neto drives the baseline, tries to wrap around past the corner. It's knocked out of bounds. All right. They are now... If they don't get Toronto, they now have three games left. At Milwaukee. At Indiana. And then against Miami who's probably playing for a playoff position. Neto, poor inbound pass, intercepted. Russell goes the other way to lay it up and in. So they don't get another win until April. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> they got to get two more, I think. Neto splits the double team, leaves the lane, jump pass out to Ingles. Quick to Crowder, right corner three. Good, and he's fouled. The Jazz night three of the night, another corner three. Crowder just fouled. A three-point shooter. And then got it back. And then gets it back. Crowder. Karuch with his fourth foul. And Crowder goes to the line. Jazz took control of this game with a 27-2 run for the first quarter of the second quarter. And that means tomorrow, Little Caesars is giving you a free pizza. Order one custom round multi-topping pizza through the Little Caesars app, and you'll receive a large, free, extra, most bestest pepperoni pizza using the promo code JazzWinVal, all Utah location and mobile orders only. That was the 5,000th career point of Jay Crowder on that free throw right there. Congratulations to Jay. Gobert alters a shot, comes up short. Jazz rebound and come to the front court. Ingles high pick and roll with Gobert, hesitates, waits for Rudy. Euro steps to the basket, foul by Allen. Almost as though Jared Allen tonight is a paper tiger. In other words, he blocked like two, three shots early. It was amazing. And you realize it was actually a recording and that there's not a real tiger there. And if you just keep going at it, you'll be fine, is my take. 91-72, Jazz by 19 in the Jazz Radio Network. One seventy-two, Jazz in control. We'll get an update on the Spurs and the Blazers, the Nuggets and the Pacers, and the Warriors and the Thunder here in just a minute for you. An update you on all those. Tonight's broadcast brought to you by New Skin, proud sponsor of the Utah Jazz. New Skin, discover the best of you. Ninety-one seventy-two, Jazz Dave, by eighteen. Your corned beef and cabbage guy. I'm not. At barbecue ribs today. Mm-hmm. Gobert makes the free throw. Left over from Central, actually. 
Oh, is it really? <laughs> Hadn't gotten to him yet. <laughs> Got to keep had you a good, Had a good workout today. Decided I'll take ribs midday. Gobert short with the second free throw. He's fought six of ten at the line tonight. Well, tomorrow. Take it, yeah, five of ten at the line tonight. St. Patrick's Day tomorrow. We're flying to Washington, D.C. Great road trip if you're a tourist. Revert driving in the lane, scores it. Two of ten. Just talking to the Nets broadcast crew during the break, and they were just talking about the impact Rudy has on the game. Just how incredible it is that you just don't get the shots you regularly get. Ingles driving, floating. Gobert elevates and dunks. Not to mention the 23 points and 12 rebound impact on the defensive on the offensive end. Levert in the lane, floats up a right-hander. It's good. Karis Levert is an interesting case for the Brooklyn Nets because he had this amazing start to the season. Donovan driving, lost the ball. Rondé Hollis-Jefferson knocks it away. Levert leads the fast break, going the other way for a quick layup and scoring his pinson. So the Nets have gone deep into their bench and gotten a little bouncier to make it a 16-point game. See, here, Donovan running the point here now. And, and I think Donovan, okay, his first pass now is to Joe Ingles. A little disturbing, by the way, that Ricky Rubio has only played 18 minutes tonight. And this Off-ball one. foul has been called, and it's... Offensive foul on... Kyle Korver, maybe? All right, I'm going to have to watch this play again. So, Rudy... Oh, Rudy just dropped a brutal elbow on Karis LeVert. He got called for a foul. That's exactly what it should have been. So, Karis LeVert opened the season, Ron, with 14 games. He averaged 18 points, four rebounds, four assists. He shot 48%, 31%, and then he gets this tremendous injury, really scary injury, and comes back this year as Rondé Hollis-Jefferson tries to attack Gobert, does and finishes, and maybe the Nets bench can make this a game. It's a 14-point game as Howell Neto checks back in to play point guard. Donovan at the point. Right side, Neto driving the lane, kicks to the corner. Niang for three. Got it! Second one of the night. He's got one for each of them. (laughs) 97-80. Three ball from the top for Levert. No good. I'll finish Levert's thought in a second. Jazz up 17. Right corner, O'Neal. Top to Neto. Off a Gobert pick. They go under. He stops. He pops. He misses. Howell, one for three from three tonight, 12 minutes. Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, who doesn't get to play much, eager to get it fly in here, misses the pull-up jumper. He's a really bad shooter. Was a starter at one time. Yeah, he just can't shoot. 97-80. Donovan, working a pick and roll, back and forth, back and forth, fourth and back, back and forth. Tries, wild underhand scoop, no, Gobert gets the rebound. Throws it out to Niang, ball fakes a three, methodically tries, throws a bounce pass poorly, to a non-rolling Gobert, that's a turnover. Up top three in transition is good, and Quinn Snyder wants a timeout. 97-83, 6.38 left. Timeout on the floor. Jazz by 14. With 6.38 left in the Jazz Radio Network. What up? 
what, what, what's happening in the association. It's NBA Now on the Utah Jazz Radio Network. The Golden State Warriors set the tone with a 40-point first quarter and really never got seriously challenged coming down the stretch against Oklahoma City and win 110-88, to holding the Thunder to their worst shooting night of the season, 31 for 96 at 32%. And the San Antonio Spurs have won their eighth in a row, their tenth straight at home, as they defeat the Portland Trailblazers this evening. A balanced attack for the Spurs as they win this one over the Blazers. The final score from the AT&T Center. Spurs 108, Blazers 103. So the Jazz either get a break or don't get a break. We're not sure on that Spurs. And then Oklahoma City falls. Donovan straight down the barrel. Three is good. And the Jazz go back up 17 here. And there was a zone they were playing that overshifted. And Donovan's all alone at the top of the Ricky key. Ricky Rubio back in the game. Good to see. I was worried he had a little bit of a hamstring issue going on again. It's three for the top. No good. And the Jazz lead it by 17 with six minutes left. Two other major stories in the NBA tonight, not just the Warriors blowing out OKC or uh, San Antonio beating Portland, but in that Portland game, C.J. McCollum was hurt. Carried to the locker room. He'll have an MRI on his knee tomorrow. And the New Orleans Pelicans lost one of the most mystifying games of all time. I'll tell you about it when we have a moment. Travion Graham misses with Gobert flying out. And the Jazz will walk up. Terry Stotts has said the x-rays were negative on C.J. McCollum. He'll fly back with their team and receive news. Now, those x-rays are not an MRI, maybe. I don't know if that's an MRI or just x-rays. Left side, three from Niang, no good. Loose ball, rebound, 50-50 ball. Who gets it? But Rubio gets it, because Rubio gets 50-50 balls. Gobert at the top of the key with seven on the shot clock, 5-19 left. Hands off to Donovan, working left to right. Weaves back to his left hand, fades back with a tough look, no good. Rebound comes down to the Nets. Nets have cleared the bench and are giving guys run right now as they start a long five-game West Coast road trip and driving the basket and drawing the foul as Pinson. So, Ron, the Pelicans are up three. The Suns have no timeouts. There's six seconds left. Pell's bench screaming to foul. They don't foul. Josh Jackson hits a three to tie it. The Pelicans call a timeout. They don't have any. Oh, my goodness. And Booker, so they get a tech. Booker hits the technical free throw, and Phoenix beats New Orleans in overtime. Wow. How's you that? Know, the Pelicans are done, you think? Uh, well, I, I <laughs> <laughs> something about something in February had me finish their season. 185, Utah by 15. Rubio driving, Euro stepping, corkscrewing, laying it up and in. Really, the playoffs are set, by the way. Where everyone is is not clear, but the Western Conference playoff teams are all set. There's there's little to no mystery left. Just the Jazz lead at 102.85. The Clippers will make the playoffs. The Spurs clearly will. Spur, Rubio driving to the window, misses at the rim. Rebound comes down to the Nets. Ricky Rubio's got 10 points tonight on 2 of 11 shooting. He is 4 of his last 25 from the field. 102-87. Aaron Williams, whose mom, I believe, is like the police chief of Phoenix or the mayor of Phoenix. One of the two. Scores 2 there. 15-point game with 4-11 left. Donovan working out with pick and roll with Rudy. Gobert drives to the basket. And he's fouled. 
Donovan 22, Gobert 23, Favors 13 and 12 tonight, Rubio 10, Joe Ingles 2. That's your Zions Bank starters. Zions Bank, they haven't forgotten who's kept them in business. Again, Terry Stout says x-rays were negative on C.J. McCollum. He'll fly back with the team and receive more tests. X-rays can simply be if something's, or usually if something's broken. MRIs are if there's a ligament or something else. So that, I don't know the situation. I haven't seen anything about C.J. McCollum's injury, but just reading, looking at that, that, that jumps out to me. Just hate. Yeah, hate it. Long. Late season injuries. Yeah. It just just destroys and what you've worked on a lot of times all season long. Jason Quick, the athletic reporter, as well as host of a certain podcast that we won't mention, um, is reporting that it's a knee that is hurt. McCollum says it's his knee that is hurt. So the MRI will be the big story tomorrow for the Blazers. That's too bad. Jazz lead at 104.87 here. Standings look like this. Portland is 42 and 27 with their loss tonight, right? Portland would That includes be, the loss tonight. If there are 27 losses wrong? Right. That make them at 27, yep. 42 and 27. Oklahoma City has lost two in a row. They're at driving here in the basket and foul to the Nets. Jazz by 17 with 353 left. Oklahoma City is at 42 and 28. San Antonio has won eight in a row now. And it's 41 and 29. Utah is 39 and 29, going to be 40 and 29 tonight. By the way, I'd like to point out we're talking about Brooklyn with 36 wins. First free throw is no good. Chick fil A cheers going. We're wondering if Portland can win two more games to make the playoffs at 38. Now, frankly, take one. Sacramento's at 33 and 35, so we only have eight 500 teams. Every team in the Western Conference at least 10 games over 500 in the playoffs. Ingles high pick and roll, Gobert hands it off to Rubio. Rubio comes off a lower Gobert pick, gets to the elbow, pulls for the jump shot, misses, gets his own rebound outside the three-point line. Same shot. Works the left side and turns it over instead. 104-88, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson to the window, misses the fast break layup with an air ball. Ingles brings to the front court, bounces to Rubio. Rubio double teamed, Hollis-Jefferson's just on a mission and commits a foul. 104-88 for the Jazz. How is this playoff race going to finish? It is a bit crazy and the Spurs just being hot changes everything. Going into the night, the website 538 projected the Warriors at 59, the Nuggets at 54, the Rockets at 52, the Blazers at 50, the Thunder at 50, and the Jazz at 50. Wow. That's going into the night, I believe. I don't think that's been... That was updated at 11.03. No, that was updated seven minutes ago. So that's where we sit right now before the Jazz game is over. How crazy is that? That's for four, five, and six. Three ball left side is up and in. For Theo Pinson out of North Carolina. 106-91. 
High pick and roll. Donovan goes away from it. Finds Crowder on a back cut. Kicks out to Ingles. Rotates to Rubio. Penetrates. Flares back to Crowder. He'll take the three right side. Hit it. Another corner three for the Jazz. 109-91. And that is magic number 12, Ron Boone. So you know what that means. What does it mean, Ron? That means the Jazz win. At what rate, Ron? At Jake, what rate? Jake Snelson, our statistician tonight. The Jazz are now 28 and another three. Jake Crowder got another one. Rubio with his sixth assist. Jazz are at 28 and eight when they hit 12 or more threes. And eight and 12 when their opponents hit that. Jake Crowder. With a three, 10 here in the fourth quarter for Jay. Hollis Jefferson on a go and catch. Misses at the rim again. Big Alvin Williams rumbles in for the rebound, lays it up and in. One other Western Conference game to look at before we're done tonight. Let's go check in on Denver and Indiana. Jokic squares up against. Here comes a double team. Turns baseline. Throws out of it to Gary Harris. Dangerous pass and handle it. From 30 feet. No good. Oh, there's a foul on Turner. Oh, they're going to call it on Jokic. And he's ejected by Tony Brothers. Tony Brothers absolutely does not like the Denver Nuggets. I don't know how much more proof the NBA or anybody else needs. And now free throws from Miles Turner. So now the Nuggets are going to have to try and win this without their best player. Well, that makes things interesting in Denver. And evidently, if we play the Nuggets in the playoffs, we hope Tony Brothers calls the game. By the way, 538 still projects the, the Spurs to only have 47 wins by the time the year is done, and the Clippers at 46. And anybody who's still wondering about the playoffs, they project the Kings to be at 39. So with the win tonight, the Jazz would be at 40. We're going to the playoffs. What seed? We have no idea. But right now, it's projecting out that by 538, that 50 wins for the Blazers, the Thunder, and the Jazz. How nutty is this going to be? Get tickets at utahjazz.com. Rondé Hollis-Jefferson with a nifty drive and an awkward shot. No good. Rebound comes down to Neto. 131 left. Jazz 112 to 94. The guy guesses where we finish, Ron? Somewhere between David. The end goes up. Tries to dunk. Barely puts it over the rim and in. Somewhere between five and eight. How about that? You don't think we get four? Uh, no, I really don't. We go four and zero oh on this upcoming road trip. I think we might be able to get to four. If we go four and zero, oh, which will be favored to win? Yeah. Then we suddenly have won six, seven, six in a row, seven in a row, and the, the guys might start to believe a little bit, and you start to just you start to snip a little bit. But that will not be easy. 114-94, Jazz by 20. And, and frankly, Ron, the other thing is C.J. McCollum's injury, having MRI evidently coming tomorrow. That's true. If he suddenly drops out, then you got to catch Oklahoma City and beat him by a game, which is seems almost impossible. But Oklahoma City's just not playing well unless they play us. I mean, seriously, it's hard for us to understand how badly Oklahoma City's playing since when they play us, they look so good. But OKC has lost two in a row now with the Indiana and the Golden State loss. But Oklahoma City on February 1st, or excuse me, on February 11th, Oklahoma City was 37 and 19. 
They are now 42 and 28. So they have won five games and lost 11 in their last 16. And as well as Paul George was playing, there's up to that point. Neto he left. Is, he's been struggling. If, really if struggling. he's human, they can't. They don't win. Neto swirls out of three, with the Jazz up 18. Oklahoma City's got two big ones coming up. They're home against Miami on Monday and home against Toronto on Wednesday. They should win both. If they don't, it's all on. They then go to Toronto, go to Memphis, come back for some a five-game homestand. So they should, Oklahoma City's going to be awfully hard to catch. I think you're probably right, Ron. Five to somewhere between five and eight. Howell Neto is with Tony Parks as the Jazz win at 114-98. to hey, Thanks so much, David. Howell, this team defensively has started to play more like you're accustomed to them playing. What is it that has had you guys getting back to having that defensive line? I think we always had the defensive mind. I think it's just uh, sometimes we have some breakdowns on, on defense uh, just by not being focused, not uh, doing the game plan. But I think we're really locked in, and we, uh, we're doing really, really good on defense. You guys were able to attack early and often. How much of that was mindset? How much of that was proper execution? Uh, I think it was both. You know, we were just trying to uh, uh, take whatever they gave it to us. They were going under pick and roll, let our guards uh, be more aggressive. We had the bigs on uh, the offensive glass that helped us a lot when we drive and we miss. Uh, I think it's just uh, both, you know, it's just uh, just being focused, just being aggressive, everybody that come in, George was big for us, uh, guys that don't play a lot, now ha they're having the opportunity, and I think it's been great. Whenever you're needed, you seem to be ready, but people probably want to know how are you feeling physically, and how are you feeling about the way you're playing lately? I'm good, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good, you know, I think uh, I had a lot of injuries, I don't even like talking about it, but uh, I'm feeling great, my body's great, I'm just working, uh, uh, working. To, to stay healthy. All right, thanks so much, Howell. Thank you. You guys, that's Howell Neto. Back to you, Dan. On the all-delightful team. Truly, truly one of the nicer young men we deal with. Jazz have held seven of their last ten opponents under a point per possession, which is, which is an awful lot when the league average is 1.1. Well, the signature for the Jazz has always been the defense. I'm fascinated with the game plans that they put together for, for whatever team they're playing. Now, you can have good defensive players. You can have very good position defensive players. But the defensive game plan really makes a difference on how effective you are on the floor. And, and it's amazing, you know, from watching the details that they go through in order to, you know, to make things happen. By the way, uh, a moment ago we had a live look in on Indiana and Denver, thanks to Miranda Tomlinson for that. And Denver, since then, has fallen apart a little bit, and Indiana and Denver are now tied at 100 with 27 seconds left in that game. So throughout the post-game show, we'll keep an eye on that. Big night in the NBA. This is, our game was probably the least of the stories, but San Antonio wins their eighth straight, Portland loses, and C.J. McCollum it's helped off the floor. Warriors beat the Thunder by 22. A lot of different stuff, Jake and Britton, for you guys to talk about tonight. Yeah, that McCollum news is uh, potentially, uh, I don't want to say landscape changing, but that, that certainly changes things. Well, if, if Portland that... was a home court team. Portland True. was going to get the four seed. 
Houston's going to get the third, Portland's going to get the fourth, or Houston's going to get the second if Denver starts to lose games like tonight. Um, and Portland was going to get the fourth. I mean, I, I think, like, right, Ron? I mean, Portland was in, is in really good I, position. And, and, and playing well enough to where I didn't think they could lose it. Right. You know, and, and again, late season injuries, especially with key players, it, it, it could really just destroy your season for the most part. Hey, I heard you guys play that uh, live cut-in of the Denver game. You ready for a quick note on that? Yeah. So Jokic uh, got thrown out, right? He's been thrown out three times in his career, all three by Tony Brothers. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's a good note. You wonder what that is. Yeah. There was something said in the past that, that he can't let they, go. Either, yeah. He just he can't so let go. So at that point, it's the player isn't letting it go, right? Yeah. Oh, well, oh, oh, you know, but honestly, David, I was thinking maybe the ref couldn't let it go. Like, Joe oh. might have said something to him. Oh. That the ref's just like, you're going to be on good behavior tonight because I did not and, like how you treated me. And Jokic snaps every time. Yeah. Something, something stuck. That's interesting. Well, the Jazz defense tonight was really, Rudy was dominating. Yeah. It was interesting, you know, to go talk to the, we know it, we see it all the time, to go talk to the other broadcasters for a minute during the game and, they were just like, you know I mean, D'Angelo Russell goes 8 to 25. Karis LeVert goes 3 to 12. He's like, they're not just not taking shots they usually take. You know, it's, you, you, don't, you think of Rudy about defending bigs. Rudy's changing the guards' lives. The guards yeah. can't get to where they want to go to on the floor, and so that's changing everything. You know, David, and I don't know when you're – I've never had to do play-by-play for a game, so I'll ask you this and Ron. I find myself every once in a while just watching Rudy for three or four times up and down the floor, just watching him because he's fascinating. Well, he'll block a shot. He'll sprint the floor. He won't get the ball, but then he'll sprint back on defense. So many bigs, and I've, I've played with college or NBA, they get pouty when they work and they don't get rewarded. And Rudy keeps it in the same gear for the most – it's so unique. He keeps the motor going the same way the entire time. And then every once in a while you see Donovan Mitchell in that first quarter reward him when Rudy got that little window. He sprinted the floor hard. He had just blocked a shot, sprinted the floor hard. Donovan threw a laser up ahead. Rudy catches it for an alley-oop dunk right down the middle of the floor. But he really is a pleasure to watch play the game of basketball with his effort. And and that's a great point, knowing that the defense is geared toward him and he's the key player and what they want to do defensively but he still uh, gets up and down the floor and spins. And, and I like to see that, uh, Britton, because, you know, so many players do it to him. Yeah. You know, some of these centers do it to him, and I think he's picked up on that, that, you know, you can catch the guys napping a little bit or you can catch them out of position and, and you, you can reward yourself by running yeah. the floor. So, David, I got to imagine you would not be able to do that, right? Because you no, have, I to have to follow to go, the ball. I go back and watch the game. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, if you do that, of course. Yeah, I have to, I have to go. For, if, sure. for me to really know what happened in the game, I have to go back and watch. I mean, so let me say two things. One is Ron and I are very, very fortunate with the tr- tr- faith and trust that the coaching staff gives us. Yeah. And so, I mean, we are basically can see the whole game plan before it happens. And when you have that kind of access, you kind of are able to see some things you like, I would never naturally see some of the stuff we talk about on the broadcast. For me personally, Ron probably could, but I, don't, I can't see that stuff, except for the fact that I know 
They're, you know, tonight they were not switching small, small pick and rolls, and they want to drop the big. So the Jazz are running a lot of actions that were getting them deep downhill into the paint. I knew that Jared Allen just played at the rim, so the Jazz were running actions knowing that Donovan, if you got a good hit on the pick, Donovan's open yeah. because the big's back. If I, I would, if I don't have that from the coaches, I have no chance to see that um, otherwise. So um, to your, I have to go watch. To, yeah, Rudy is, I would love to watch. Rudy reminds me of a what you're talking about, Britton. I once wrote an article for the late Seattle Post-Intelligencer where I just watched Walter Jones, who was the left tackle of the Seattle Seahawks for the whole night. I didn't watch for the whole game. I didn't watch anything else. Hmm. And, he'll, and he's in the Hall of Fame. Um, it was so awe-inspiring to just watch. The work. And to yeah. really, by the third quarter, to watch the defensive end quit. Interesting. Like yeah, it'd be he, similar. He had tried everything he had, and he had he was not going to get to the quarterback, or he was going to get annihilated on every run block, and he just quit. And it's stuff that wouldn't hit the paper unless someone was doing a, a special article on him like you were. You know what I mean? And, right. and and with Rudy, I talk about it with Jake a lot. I'm just like, man, I, I'll just watch him every once in a while. It's like it's phenomenal. I think about – I always think about, like, you know, Whiteside on Miami or, like, the Andrew Bynums that – they're out there, they're big, and they have their moments, but it's not they're, they're saving themselves and they're, they're strategically planning when to go hard and when not to go hard. But Rudy's just... You know, I, you know, Britton, I think every fan should watch, just watch a player for a couple of, for a quarter or something like yeah. that and just to see how they get open. Watch a J.J. Redick or a Kyle Korver or, you know, someone like that or, or Steph Curry, yeah. how they just don't stand still. They're moving all the time. They're using screens and and and, and how they get open for, for shots. And and you ask yourself sometimes, you know, why are they leaving him wide open? Mm-hmm. Hell, he's worked at it. Right. <laughs> he's, he's the one that's got himself open. It wasn't a defense. I mean, he just keeps working and gets it done. So Britton, when you watch Rudy like that, is it what's more interesting, what he does defensively or what he does with the picks and the angles on the picks offensively and it's for me offensively because i already know and and we all know and and have heard the stories of what he does defensively not that there's not still more to learn because it's insane how much he goes out of his area but offensively he sprints to the pick and gets separation from the big some bigs will just kind of like Shaq would lollygag out and set a screen. You know, Al Jefferson here for the Jazz would lollygag kind of and set the screen. Rudy sprints out, creates separation so that now the big is late up there. If the Jazz ever did get a Damian Lillard type three-point shooter, I, mean, I know that's easier said than done. Yeah, Rudy, would, it would be incredible. Because he, the big's not there in time. The big's usually a split second late because of how fast Rudy sprints away from him. And then after he screens, it's the work after that as well. He dives hard. He rolls hard. He gets his body wide. He goes to get in position. So for me, it's offensively because I know he's not a three-point shooter, but he's doing so much other stuff that's effective. Well, guys, uh, great job today. I was just looking up. Uh, you guys are headed out on that uh, Eastern Road Swing. D.C., New York, Atlanta, and Chicago, four of the great American cities. So, first of all, let me compliment Britain. I thought that was awesome. Just a second. Ago. Oh, thank you. Um, and, and Quinn coaches it. Like, Ron, we've been in a lot of practices where Quinn's talking to Rudy about sprint up to the pick. That is, exactly. that is, that is coached. Huh. Um, so that's a great, that's a fabulous point. Uh, I think, Jake, the with days off or, you know, fly into D.C., day off in Chicago and day off in New York, I think the best road, if the weather's good, the best road trip you can have in the NBA. 
It might be. That's I, That's I was awesome. looking at that as I was looking at your guys' schedule coming up. That's awesome. Those so are four great cities. The only thing I think that would rival it would possibly be like a Lakers, Warriors, Blazer, Clipper trip. Right, where you like stay on the West Coast, yeah. Right, or you and you got like you'd have to get or Phoenix or Denver, like. But even Chicago, New York, and DC are better than are better than those three. Or LA, San well, not San Francisco, but all um, nice cities. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so I think we might have the best road trip you can possibly. The weather's supposed to be good. Is it? I hadn't looked. I hadn't packed yet. I'm sure you are. Here's the difference between the the odd couple here, Oscar and Felix. Ron, have you packed? Yes, I am. Okay. <laughs> so we know what David's doing later. Yeah, we we got that. Well, hey, great job, guys. He and sleeps though. That's like, do you realize how much time he wastes with that every day? Sleeping. Who needs it, right? David gets uh, what well, a half an hour. I'll believe in sleep when somebody who's not named a sleep doctor tells me it's important. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Enjoy the trip. See ya. See ya. All right, there's Lock and Boone, the Jazz. Work over the Nets tonight. 114 to 98. We're breaking it down starting next here on uh, the Zone Radio Network. 